0: everyone. Welcome back to Unseen Universe. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode. My name is Kelly Ray. I am one of the co-hosts, and this is also with me, Karen dominguez
1: Cabin, a.k.a. The Wizard. How are you? Hey, Kelly. Magic Dragon. Hey. (laughs) How you doing? I am doing fine.
0: I was just laughing because I said we're going to do our opening. Hey, how are you? Even though we've been catching up for the past hour and a half, so... (laughs) There's not a lot left for us to chat about personally at this moment, but how's life? Everything all right?
1: Yeah, everything's going good. Went through Thanksgiving, uh, coming up on Christmas, and our last Mercury retrograde of the year, mm-hmm. which is going to activate right like on De- I think December 23rd or 4th, something like right at the holidays. So um. everybody, be prepared. Take a deep breath. Just. Breathe before you answer. Think about your response before you pop it out.
0: Good to know. Good to know. Well, here, since she mentioned Thanksgiving, then you guys know that we are obviously were in November. We are officially in December. But that also means for me personally that I have been watching the World Cup 2022 at the most unusual time of the year. The only time that the World Cup has ever been played, not in June and July because of its location. But I won't get on my soapbox about that. Um, it's been a very, very weird World Cup and very unusual and any of the people out there that like soccer hit me up and we'll discuss but i'm not going to bore karen with it cuz she doesn't know anything about soccer so or no, to...
1: i don't know anything about soccer <laughs> i i'm amazed at it it gives me a lot of neck pain watching it but it looks good
0: <laughs> yeah it's been it's been a wild ride i've watched um, copious hours of of soccer the past couple weeks so it's slowing down now because now they're in the knockout stages where you you lose and you go home so Anyways, other than that, everything's uh, chill here. Nothing really big to report except, like you said, the holidays are coming up. So, of course, it's going to be a super busy season, traveling, lots of interactions with people out in the stores and things like that. So, definitely going to be important to make sure everybody grounds on a regular basis.
1: Yep, use your cord cutting, grounding, smudging protecting yourself when you're going out into these crazy places. And remember, this is a time of love and kindness and compassion for self and others. So don't try to kill the guy in the car next to you or knock the person (laughs) down in the aisle reaching for something that you also want. Go into your heart, take a breath, and be sure about what you want to do. Very
0: wise words. Yes, please. Just remember kindness is magic and uh, we all need an extra little bit of kindness over the holidays because it can be very hard for some people with loved ones not being here and the stressors of finances and traveling and things like that. You never know what's going on in somebody's life. So let's all take a moment to be a little bit extra, show a little bit of extra kindness if we can. And we also have out three bonus episodes now that are all short standalone meditations or grounding exercises. We have the initial foundation grounding exercise, we have the daily cord cutting prayer, and we also have a morning grounding meditation that you can do all of those daily whenever you want, really the Morning grounding doesn't have to be done only in the morning. So check those out. Karen did a great job
1: letting us hear her wisdom in those. So those should help you over the holidays. Yeah. M- doing meditation, you know, you can adjust it for morning, afternoon, evening at any time. It's it's really where you set your intention when you do it. So I may call it morning meditation, but you can set that intention whether you're a nighttime person, a daytime person, it doesn't really matter.
0: Cool. So I guess we can go ahead and jump on in, Karen. We have decided, guys, that we're just gonna do a freeform episode today, which I think Karen's a little freaked out by, but <laughs> it's all good. She wants the structure. She wants to know what we're gonna discuss, but we're gonna just just chat. Throw and, me a curveball. <laughs> and we're just gonna chat and uh it's all good. So I was just telling Karen right before we started recording, one of the things that I wanted to kind of start off with just to get us going is something that she and I had discussed when I spoke with her a few months ago, a couple months ago. I don't know what it was. Yep. September. Okay. Yeah. And we had a conversation about cars and houses, which kind of sounds weird, but she mentioned to me that you should never park your car facing your house, like directly in front of your house, even if it's backed in, um, to not have your car facing your house. Because if I remember correctly, the verbiage you use was something along the lines of you're bringing all of that outside energy of the world that has your car has traversed throughout the day and it's funneling into your house. And I had never thought about that and it was really fascinating. And I was like, mm, okay, that's something to think about. And so I've told my mom and my sister and my mom is like, ever since you told me that thing that Karen told you, I park my car differently or whatever. So I would like to touch on that because it was something new for me that I had never heard. And I would like for you to maybe give us a little bit more of an explanation. And then I have some follow-up questions based on my current location where I live and some things that I can do maybe to help combat the parking situation or to help people that maybe don't have a choice as to where they get to park. So
1: can you explain a little bit more about the energy flow of the car and the house and and all of that. It's funny because when you talk about it I'm like I remember saying all that to you, but it's like I'm right now as we're we're discussing this, I'm trying to dig in my memory banks for everything because I think that was more channeled information that came in. Oh, <laughs> but the the, the information it partially has to do with feng shui and the energy. Do you remember the cartoon with Goofy who was all happy and fine and then he got behind the wheel and he drove and he was like a madman? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's kind of like what you are when you're out driving. You're a totally different person. You're maybe more aggressive on the road or more fearful and you're dealing with a lot of chaos and energy that you know, you're know you literally driving through. Through intersections, through old energy of old accidents, you know, maybe pulling into crazy busy stores and honking and, you know, agitation. So, because we get worked up and there's a lot of energy that people don't count on. And as somebody who's super empathic, I know that when I was in the car with my husband in LA, I literally would be in the passenger seat and could feel the engines and the cars next to me revving, and that would give me anxiety. It would be intense because I could feel knowing the person was getting ready to do something. I could feel that from the car. Mm -hmm. So, think about all of that, whether you're super sensitive to it in the moment, like I am, but think about all of that just getting parked at your front door and just shoved into your house where you're trying to have peace and sanctuary and calmness. And you're just getting out of your car and running right into your house and pulling it all in with you. So, by changing the direction of how you, Have your car moving your car across the front, you know, and this has a lot to do with we spoke that day about not just how you park your car, but also your driveway, the energy being drove driven in straight to your home. You want that to be to the side or to be curved so you don't have that harsh energy of headlights constantly hitting the front of your house. And you want to kind of protect that and keep that a protected sanctuary. So there are things that, like I said to you guys about parking, just angling the car different so that it is not going right at the house in a harsh manner. And you know, you brought up doing different things to help clear that where you can't, like if in an apartment or a complex where your cars, you have no choice, they're going to be facing your door. Like if you were at a hotel room, you always want your car to be right in front of the door. Well, yeah, that's a hotel, not so bad, but you can use... Crystals, you can use smudging, you can use meditation intention type of things. For me, like I'm dating myself, so I think of <laughs> the TV show Get Smart. Remember when he used to put mm-hmm. the cone of silence on?
0: Oh, <laughs> so I like- the, the thing that I remember about get smart is the phone and the shoe.
1: Yeah. You see, now I remember the cone of silence. I remember the phone and the shoe, but the cone of silence is where he would sit down at the table, and his partner would sit at the other side of the table, Mm -hmm. and then this big double cone would come down, Mm -hmm. and they'd be screaming at each other, Mm -hmm. trying to hear each other, because Mm -hmm. they weren't inside the one bubble, they were in separate bubbles. It Mm -hmm. was so silly. But basically, imagine putting that dome of light around your house, so that if your car is not the one that's in front of your door, or facing it, and maybe you have several spaces to set that intention to protect that. Now, if you have windows that are right there and facing it, you can easily place some crystals of protection in the windows for grounding energy like kyanite and obsidian and these types of things to be able to put in the windows and then maybe put in some rose quartz to soften the energy that does come in to bring it in with more love, more gentleness with a rose quartz.
0: Thank you for telling us about that because, again, like I said, I had never even remotely thought about that before. I've never heard anybody else talk about that before with all the spiritual people that I've spoken to over the years. Nobody's ever mentioned that. I've never heard it, you know, in a lecture or anything like that. So it was really, I mean, it makes complete and total sense. It's kind of one of those things like, well, yeah, duh. Like, how did I not <laughs> think of that before? But it's, you know, one of those things where it's like, you don't know until you know kind of a deal. The light bulb doesn't go off right away. For instance, so like my apartment, The way that it works is that I'm an apartment building and there's four units in my particular building. So I'm on one of the lower units. There's somebody that lives across from me and then obviously two people on either side above me. And so my particular unit has about four or five spaces that literally face my living room and my bedroom. And then my second room where my office is, is on the back side of my house where there's no cars at all. That's a- big open green space. Thank goodness there's no parking lot or driving or anything back there. And I purposely thought about putting my office in that space because I wanted that space to try to be as clear because that's where I'm you know, the creative with the podcast and the business and all of that and Mm -hmm. the meditation space. And I didn't want it to have to work extra hard to be cleared whenever I'm in that space. However- That still leaves, you know, my bedroom and my living room that are being bombarded. So what I've started doing is I park on the other side of the parking lot facing somebody else's apartment,
1: (laughs) which is
0: not, I'm not trying to like push my energy off on them, but also it's like, well, I mean, like, I don't really, there's nobody that lives over there in that unit right now anyway. So it's like, it is what it is. But What
1: I will tell you what you can do by keeping your car facing your house, since your situation is that way, get selenite and Himalayan salt rocks and put them in the four corners inside your car and the selenite rod under your seat so that you're cleaning the energy of your car constantly so that when you do bring it home yours is more clean than the guys that are coming to park there you don't know
0: okay well that's good to know because also like maybe I should be a little bit more quiet I don't know if my upstairs neighbor here can hear me (laughs) he's you know he seems nice but a little, little bit creepy for me. Um, a little off vibe for me. Not like I think he's going to murder me or anything, but I just, you know, it's not a super comfortable interactions. Yeah. And then the woman who lives across from him upstairs, I, I, she's just a hot mess of energy. Like I don't, I, I don't, I've never spoken to her, but like, it's just mm, no thank you, ma'am. And so she and him both always park right there because it's also right next to their walkway. And so aside from me going into spy mode and putting selenite without their knowing in their cars, I can't really do anything
1: about that. Do you guys have a planter or anything in front of where you pull up? there's a space
0: of dirt. And I think there's mm-hmm. maybe a bush or two out there. They've been painting the units, uh, painting the outside and doing some upkeep. So that's not super tidy right now. So there's like construction stuff around and everything also, which doesn't help, but there is some dirt directly in front of both of my windows that go into the living room and into my bedroom. So then that's why I was going to ask you, I should dig underneath there, huh?
1: Dig in there and place the Himalayan salt crystals and then put in some I'm thinking like kyanite and obsidian I don't know why I'll have to double check it and be sure about it but I feel see kyanite will all is like selenite it will dissolve so it dissolving into the soil would be kind of good because it then becomes part of that energy to keep it blocked but I would definitely I would want a protection because I'm hearing right now they're saying you need two protection stones and two Himalayan salt rocks for in front of each of those spaces for you. Great. And that'll really help hold that back.
0: Yeah. Cause I definitely want to hold that back. Like I've thought about it many times since you've said it and I'm like, okay, I really need to like sit down and, and, (laughs) (laughs) throw the bubble up and get the stones out. So I think that's really helpful information because I know that a lot of people have not thought about that. And I know a lot of people live in apartments and they don't really get a choice as to where they park or how to build their driveway or anything like that, or they're buying a house and they've never really taken that into consideration. I, I never would have. So I think
1: that's wonderful. Thank you very much for that. When I was out in LA, I just recently, I did a house clearing for somebody who had a beautiful home with a beautiful view of downtown LA. And the first thing that I picked up was all the heaviness and tension from all the high rises of all those businesses. And there's a good thing that that's, you know, you're paying for the view, but there's a lot of heaviness and energy in that there's a lot Mm -hmm. of anxiety, a lot of stress, a lot of stuff that goes with it. And then right in the back part of the house, there was a power pole and a transformer. And so for me, that was really intense. I was like, oh boy, that's that. we can't change that. That has to be there, but we have to fix this. So when I did the house clearing and placed all the solenite rods and the salt rocks and everything, and then I placed the protection on it, really put up a shield to help keep back that energy of the city, allow the connections and the things that this person really needed in their life that the city brings, but keeping the the low vibration and the heaviness of that energy away from her home, being able to keep it peaceful and calm and beautiful. And then in the back, same thing, just literally put up this whole energy shield to block off that energy from that transformer which was intense and then instructed her about how to place the beds in that back bedroom so that the head was not in that area and then to get some shungite which is really good for the electromagnetic fields and things so putting a couple of big pieces in the window there to help block that off the back side of the house mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. she was like okay great so Those are different things that you can do when you're dealing with power poles, when you're dealing with maybe a vast opening towards a big energy like downtown LA facing your home. You want to have the life, the excitement and the connections, but you don't need that heaviness. So you need to set that environment. So that's really important, very much like what we're talking about with the cars.
0: Also good if you, (laughs) I'm possibly triangulating my location. Also good if you live near a prison. Put some Shanghai yes. you know, there's a lot of heaviness around there and thanks. Luckily the prison near me is a few miles away, but it's fairly close. So
1: um <laughs> uh well, again, that- rose quartz is going to help with that because that's bringing a sense of love. The Himalayan salt is protecting your space. The selenite is clearing the, any of that negative energy that may be flowing from that area and using the kyanite and the obsidian and hematite, those types of things are all really good um, for grounding, protecting that kind of energy heaviness away from you. Shungite is really great for that electromagnetic field of electronics. If you have a phone, you can get Shungite disks like the little pop things on the back of your phone. You can stick it on the back of your phone. You can get Shungite to put by your computer, by your TVs, Mm. those types of things. Fantastic to really help with keeping that energy away. And if you have a TV in your bedroom, you know, get yourself a pretty scarf or a little throw and cover your TV when you go to bed, cover that energy, take that energy away from the sanctity of your sleep and that peacefulness. So they're just small little things that don't seem like much, but I'm telling you, once you start doing it and you just suddenly forget, then you're gonna get out of bed and go cover it because you're gonna be like, that's bugging me now. You're gonna know there's a difference.
0: Yeah, I used to have a TV. Well, I had, you know, my uh monitor on my computer, my old school like tower computer. Um, <laughs> and I had a I had bought a little bit bigger of a monitor because I didn't want like a full TV in my room. The only time I've had like a full TV in my room, I think, is when I had roommates or whatever, you know, and I didn't want to watch TV downstairs, but I used to have a TV or a monitor that I would watch, you know, I'd lay in bed. But again, it was usually when I had roommates. So that way I could just kind of be in my space and not be bugged. And then when I was able to have a place of my own again, I decided I'm not going to bring that into my bedroom. I'm not, there's a room for the TV and that's where I will watch TV. And when I go to bed, I don't need the TV. I have my phone that plays my meditation or my brain sounds or whatever it is that I choose to listen to that night. And that's the extent of it. I like, I don't listen to it. The only time now that I ever take anything electronic that I watch in my room is if like somebody's staying the night and they're using the TV and. I just go take my tablet and watch an hour, but then I put it away and it goes away. And it really does make a big difference. Um, I did a lot of research several years ago on electromagnetic fields and how much radiation, even though you don't think it would be, but how much radiation is emitted from cell phones and tablets and computers and all of that nonstop. And it really, really does disrupt sleep patterns You know, circadian
1: rhythms,
0: circadian rhythm, cloud, it gives you foggy brain. Like it has a a whole gamut of issues that comes with it all. And so, anyways, I won't get into the whole other side of things. So, thank you for bringing that up. And so, while we're in the same vein of selenite and Himalayan sea salt and stones and all of that, I think let's just note really quickly something that you and I have talked about a lot and you do in your house clearings whenever you perform those for your clients is that you always put Himalayan sea salt at all four corners of the house to anchor the house. And then you put them in the corners of each of the rooms. And then you put selenite in the doorways of every door that somebody would pass under at any point. Could you maybe expand on that? Any, just the importance of having that constant energy of things being cleared, even within your own house?
1: Yeah, so what I do when I do it and it's Himalayan salt, it's not sea salt, because oh, I'm sorry, mountains. Himalayan salt. Sorry. Sorry. Out of the mountains. <laughs> of the mountains I say sea salt? Yes. It's Himalayan oh, sorry. salt. Sorry. Himalayan, Himalayan salt. Mountains. <laughs>
0: sorry. I must be hungry thinking about food or something. Sorry about
1: that. <laughs> um so Good first thing I do it's usually pink. I, I go in and I clear the place and clear the energy. And then once the energy has been cleared from the home, then I place You want to, at minimum, you want to, inside the physical structure, you want to stand at the front door and put your arms out to your left and to your right and point to the front flush wall of the front of the house to the left and place a Himalayan salt there and one to the right. Whether that's in the corner of the garage or whatever, it is part of the structure. It is the full structure of the home you want to place in all four corners. Now, let's say you have a two-story house. If you place these on the bottom floor, it's going to take care of the top floor. But when I do the work that I do, I am very adamant about making sure all four corners are founded. But then I go into every single room and do the four corners of the rooms, the bedrooms, the bathrooms, the kitchens. All of those things, closets, because where we put our clothes and our shoes, they have traveled outside our home, Mm -hmm. our dirty clothes, and we leave it there for a week until we wash it. So we want to make sure that energy is cleaned. And the minimum on the selenite rods, which are things you want to make sure you never leave down low because they are dangerous for children and pets because they do break off in little shards. So it's important not to stick them where children or pets can get them. So I place them usually on top of the molding above the door. You can use double stick tape. You can use like those little command strips with the hooks and kind of lay it inside the hooks and keep it safe there. But you for sure want them to be placed over any doorway. So if you have a doorway that goes from your bedroom outside to the patio or the backyard, you want it there. Any place that the energy goes from the outside of the house in. So your front door, your back door, your garage door, any, you know, thing like that minimum. But for me, when I do it, it is every single doorway that is in the house. Because let's say you have three bedrooms or four bedrooms, a kitchen, a living room, and bathrooms. And everybody's in the living room and they have a fight. And now they take that energy and they walk to those four bedrooms and now they've all gone into those bedrooms. And if you only have A selenite rod over your front door and your back door. Now, all that energy is just stuck inside the house, moving around to each room to screw up your sleep, to screw up the energy when you're cooking and giving sustenance to the body. You want to make sure that you're clearing that space so that we're able to put those selenite rods above the doors so that wherever people are moving, it is clearing that energy, helping to not allow that to move into more spaces so that when you go to somebody's house and you go, wow, man, that living room's really heavy. Okay, that living room's heavy, so get out your palo santo, get out your aura spray or your sage and smudge it so you clear out that energy because what those do is they kind of lock and bind them in that space. And as you have the Himalayan salt, they they don't have to be cleared like most crystals will need to be charged in the sunlight or the moonlight, but Himalayan salt and selenite rods do not, they are self-clearing. So they can continually deal with negative heavy energy that comes in and out of the house and keep it clean. So it just stops it from moving around. So I like to have the selenite rods over every single door to keep every room sacred so that you can keep that energy in your home in a good place. When I left the last place I was living, we left Them over the front door and the back door, so that at least for those people that they had good energy coming in and out, and that was kind of just a nice gift to leave to them. They never, you know, I never said anything, whether they found them or not, that's up to them. But I try to do something in that way for other people, and it's inexpensive, but it is very beneficial energetically to people in their life and their home, and they don't realize it. Because I can tell you that when I go to hotels. I have a little bag that has four (laughs) salt rocks and a little selenite rod. And I plus I take a big my big selenite rod that I have that's about 10 inches long that I keep at my bedside. And whenever I go to a hotel I put it in the four corners and I put the one over the door to the room and the big selenite next to the bed. And I remember when I went on this one great idea. it's a total must And I, when I went on this one trip and I came home, I unpacked everything, but I didn't put my big selenite rod back next to my bed. And for like three nights, I couldn't sleep. I'm like, oh my God, why am I not sleeping? Normally I hit the pillow, I'm out in three seconds and I sleep like a rock for four or five hours and I could not sleep. And then all of a sudden I heard my guides in my head go, look next to your bed. And I went, oh my God, I forgot my selenite rod, pulled it out that night. I uh-huh. slept like a baby. And because it just helps you clear that energy. Because, you know, when you lay down in bed, if you forget to cut cords or clear your energy, you're going to bed with your monkey mind going over all the crap and, you know, dealing with it still when you go to sleep. So that selenite rod next to my bed just kind of helps clear my energy as I'm going off to sleep if I haven't remembered to cut cords or do whatever.
0: And also for, Um, You mentioned smudging or saging a couple of times. So I just want to touch base on that really quickly. I was actually just looking at looking for something. A friend of mine wrote, I have another friend who's also a healer. And I was trying to find a comment that she had left because I didn't want to say it wrong, but anyways, it, it'll be fine. She, somebody had asked her, she was selling sage or something, uh, a smudge bundle. I think she was selling and somebody asked her a question about it. What do you use this for specifically? Or I think they asked her, do you have different types of sages to use for different things? So she basically told them, I don't remember exactly Her uses for each, but she uses white sage, she uses Palo Santo, and she uses cedar. And I remember specifically the cedar because she used to. I don't think they have as many guests now. She said specifically that she uses when she has a lot of guests coming and going from her house. She uses cedar to clear, and then she Hmm. uses Palo Santo for something else, and then the white sage for like I think she said like a general clearing of space and all of that. I'll have to find it and share it with you because I think you might yeah that'd be great. But it was interesting because a lot of people don't talk about cedar, but for people that would like to sage or burn incense or use something that burns to also help clear, what do you recommend and how often do you recommend people do that?
1: Well, I think you could be one of those people who need to smudge every single day, depending on your work environment. But my personal belief is, you know, there's the full moon and the new moon. And I personally resonate really strongly with the full moon. So for me, I love the power. Of the divine feminine within the energy of the full moon. So I love to smudge and clear my house every month on the full moon. I think it's a great just kind of reminder take care of me, you, clean your energy, start the new cycle in a good way, and all of that. And also reminds me to, you know, go put my crystals in the window to allow the energy of the moonlight, set the intention for my crystals. So where I live now, I can't walk through the house with my. White sage smudge, which is all I use, is white sage when I do smudging. Um, but if there's a sensitivity to it, I will also use Palo Santo. Palo Santo is something that is a much softer scent; doesn't seem to piss Ugh, off the. Smells um, so good. Doesn't, yeah, and it doesn't seem to piss off the uh, what are those things called fire Just alarms smoke in detectors. the house? And smoke also, people detectors. don't mistake it for the other plant marijuana that people smoke. <laughs> It's it's hilarious. I can't I mean, tell you how many times nothing been, like it. <laughs> I I can't tell you how many times I've been smudging places and people come over and go, "What are you guys smoking?" I'm like, "We're smudging. We are not smoking anything." So everybody always, I don't know why they think it's pot, but it's not.
0: I know it's so weird. so,
1: but I I find that interesting. I would love to hear about what she says, and because I think I know who you're talking about. What she says, she uses cedar for. I have never used cedar. I have always used Palo Santo or White Sage. I use incense. I usually will, when I'm, you know, doing things, I I always ask my guides what incense I need to bring, but usually it is one for prosperity, dragon's blood for protection, and I use... There's another one I use, it's High Spirit and Angelic Illumination, I think are the ones that are the most common that I take with me. And I'll I'll have to give you to put in the notes, uh, the brand that I use, um, because it's common, you can get it most places, the scents are really nice to me, I enjoy them. But I usually will burn incense almost every day just to kind of bring into a meditative state to get me connected with my environment of being where I'm at in the room or the home and it just i think it recenters you but it's kind of people think oh you're just making you know you can put a pretty candle no it actually is part of a spiritual practice when you're burning incense and you're smudging and doing that because it gets you very present in the moment connected with mother earth connected with your environment energetically so you understand what feels in balance and out of balance Mm, very
0: important to have that awareness of what is in balance and out of balance. Yes. As it's hard to get there to that spot. But once you once you make the distinction and you understand it's very, very important for your um spiritual health.
1: Yeah, that self-awareness of being in the moment. We're all like, Yeah, I know about it. I know. Okay. But let's all just take a moment right here, close your eyes, take a slow deep breath in and let it out, and notice how your environment where you are right now is. How are you feeling? How does it feel where you're sitting or laying? Where is the tension and the discomfort within your body and your energy feel? Are you antsy? Are you relaxed? Are there sounds and feelings within the home that make you feel like, oh, I need to go do this, I need to go do that? This is how you become aware and feel that with your eyes closed, if your house is full and all messy and hasn't been vacuumed and dusted and piles of this and that, with your eyes closed, you will know how the energy of your home feels. It's not about how things are looking, it is about how it feels. So when you get focused on your body and you use that imaginary energetic hands, your auric field to push out into your space, you begin to become aware of that energy flow within your home that helps you set your furniture, that helps you set your intentions of how you want your tables and things in your home and your chairs to sit, your TV placement. Because when your eyes are closed, you can tell what feels right. It feels in the flow with your energy bringing you into a place of centeredness and peace. And so when you open your eyes, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It's about what it feels like is what's really important. Secondary is what it looks like.
0: Here you go. Lots of wisdom from the wizard. As always.
1: (laughs) try, to, try um, to
0: spit a few out there, yeah, you know, just spit a few bars for us, well, I think that I think that's a really good place to stop. I mean, we're almost to the forty five minute mark,
1: so I mean, unless you I'd want love to, to, to hear any anything, questions yeah. that anybody has, you know, send us an email, drop us a text, tweet us, whatever else it is we do, instagram, Facebook all of those things on our website, you know, if you have questions or you need some guidance on maybe how to set these crystals to clear that energy, if you want to know more, understand more about clearing the energy, setting the intention, really feeling into your environment, no matter what's happening outside the four walls of your home, upstairs, downstairs, next door, whatever, the energy of your crystals, the energy of your home is your sacred space. And you create that when you place these crystals, when you smudge and clear the space and you focus on the energy within your home and belonging. Like Kelly was saying, she was parking somewhere else, but actually Mm -hmm. it'd be better to heal your car and Mm -hmm. put that vibration in front of your home.
0: Yes. Let's heal and not deflect. That's what
1: Karen's saying. Heal, don't reflect,
0: um, don't put a bounce board up and, and, push it off onto somebody else. Okay. Don't don't put a
1: pile of poo in somebody else's front yard. <laughs> Deal with your own. <laughs> so just
0: really quickly, I actually messaged my friend, Michelle, who I was speaking about a moment ago, and I had found something else that she had posted. So she does use the white sage and then she follows up the pol- with Palo Santo whenever she's done clearings, depending on how intense the clearing is. And then she uses cedar for when a lot of, specifically for when a lot of people have been coming and going from her home. So- So there you go. Yeah, I didn't know about the cedar either. So that's
1: something else to look into. I have, I want to say that I I remember once somebody gave me a bundle of sage with lavender and cedar in it. And I never burned it, I just had it because it looked pretty. It was a gift. So, but I never used it. Well, it smells really good.
0: And I think Cedar holds a lot of the same or similar properties as Palo Santo. So mm-hmm. um, some people don't like the smell of Palo Santo. I personally think it's heavenly and it's so incredibly calming for me. Like it is. The only very. thing that's so frustrating is that it won't stay lit. <laughs>
1: Well, Um, see, the thing is, is if you get a good Palo Santo stick, you want it to be dry, obviously, but then you light it and get it going burning. And then you want it to blow out because that's how you really get it to smoke and do the smudging. You don't want it to stay lit. It's not meant to. So it's meant to get a good fire on it, get it going and then you start to move it, the flame goes out and then it smokes. So it's a smolder kind of thing versus a, you know, a raging torrent of fire.
0: Yeah, I have a hard time getting mine to to just smoke for longer than 15 or 30 seconds, but um oh.
1: yeah, you got it. Maybe I don't burning. leave it under the fire long enough, you know? Maybe I maybe I don't get the fire big enough. Using Palo Santo, it's about a four-inch stick, and what is really great is to use the top two inches and a fire starter to, you know, like you use for the barbecue and burn about the top two inches and get it flaming pretty good and let it let it flame there for, you know, 30 seconds or so, and then once you start to move it around, that flame will go out, and it turns that tip two inches about of black and it gets a little bit of red glow to it, that glow should usually last you. I can usually do, I don't know, a room or two, and then I'd light it again to make sure there's enough smoke coming off to, to clear the gotcha. energy. So it's not about it really torching but it is mm-hmm. about getting more than just the tip. You want to do about two inches with the flame trying to get it going so that you can get that embers starting to smolder enough to give you a good smoke while you're sm- you know smudging the house.
0: Good deal. Well, sorry to double back on that as we were already in the middle of our outro, but uh, I just wanted to report because we always say we'll get we'll tell you in the next one. And then we always forget. So, um, (laughs) so yeah, please, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We would, as Karen mentioned, absolutely love to hear any questions that you have about any of the stuff that we discussed today. It's all really good info and please share and like our pages and our podcasts. Let your friends know that there's a lot of really good info out there and they can- (laughs) listen to it while they're driving to work or cleaning house or doing whatever, except the meditations. Don't do that while you're driving Uh, or operating
1: heavy machinery or operating (laughs) any heavy
0: machinery. We have a Facebook page, which you can find us at, Unseen Universe podcast. We have a Twitter, which is at Unseen Universe underscore. You can also find us directly on anchor at anchor.fm slash unseen dash universe. And if you visit that particular page, you can leave us a voice message, which is really cool because it's old school. Nobody listens to voice messages anymore, but we do. So (laughs) send us your voice message and tell us if you have a question. That's a great place to leave it if you don't want to send us an email. However, you can also send us an email, and that is podcast at healing.com, zento healing z e n t o healing.com we will put all of that in the show notes and uh, is there anything
1: else you'd like to say before we sign off no nope. merry christmas happy holidays and all of that good stuff and i'm sure we'll see you again <laughs>
0: we will definitely chat again i don't know if they'll see us but we will maybe Oh, well, they will see us at some point next year whenever we pop up in a location near them doing our podcast. So just keep that in your wheelhouse of things that you should be attending next year at some point. With that, everybody stay safe out there and uh, namaste and good vibes, y'all.
1: Namaste.